You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Friday edition. Happy Christmas Eve. Happy Christmas Day. If you happen to be listening to this podcast on uh, Christmas Day itself, where there is a couple games that we went over yesterday. We talked Thursday, Saturday, and the first half of the Sunday slate yesterday. That Thursday night football game, at has now happened. So we've got to talk about that before we get to the second half of previews and picks for week 16. Some more COVID news as well mounting around the league for different teams that really will play a huge role again in week 16. But how about those Titans 20 to 17 defeating the 49ers, a comeback victory, a huge win for the Titans to really solidify their standing right now atop the AFC South 10 and five. Now for those Titans, the Niners fall to eight and seven still with a grip, a grip, a lighter grip now on that six seed in the NFC, but it was a comeback for the Titans. And it was maybe even more so in my opinion, Matt, a giveaway by Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers. I felt that way too. I mean, my, my thoughts on the game were the Niners looked like they could have closed this thing out early and didn't and let a tough minded, well-coached team hang around. And in a game that I thought was just going to be whoever runs the ball better wins, it really wasn't. I mean, both these run defenses were up to the challenge. Tennessee is very good stopping the run. Um, They didn't get a lot going on the ground either. And really, I mean, the two stars I think we need to talk about are your boy Debo Samuel, Mm -hmm. especially A.J. Brown. I mean, like it looked like a little rusty in the first half, but made some plays, but was a little off. And then, boom, he was back and was the best player in the field. It was unbelievable in the second half, and they just kept yeah. going to him, and he was beating every single member of the 49ers secondary. Uh, he's so strong. There are some 49ers fans that wanted some push-offs, but he doesn't have to give yeah. you much to get you get you off of him, and he's so big and so good with his ball skills going up to get the ball. And uh, that that third down was a killer where the 49ers jumped off sides, gave him a free play. They chucked it up to A.J. Brown against the rookie, Ambry Thomas, and he pulled it down. Um, that was such a huge play in the game. A.J. Brown was awesome. 11 receptions for 145 yards and to score 16 targets. Nobody else had more than three targets for the Tennessee Titans in the passing game. That's a huge disparity. Unbelievable. And on the other side, Debo Samuel, nine catches for 159 yards and another five carries for 32 yards on the ground, uh, doubling up Jeff Wilson, the, the main running backs, average yards per carry. So mm-hmm. 6.4 to 3.2. It's amazing how magic. Debo Samuel is finding his way through traffic and getting to the corner and getting positive yardage as a true running back. It's unbelievable. Then that big play in the fourth quarter to put the 49ers in a position to tie that game late. Debo Samuel and AJ Brown were absolutely worth the price of admission in this game. And um, I don't even know what else to say about those guys there. I mean, Debo Samuel is sort of a unicorn there. He's one of a kind and AJ Brown makes, I mean, Julio Jones was active too, but you forget about him. He had one catch for seven yards, but Julio Jones, I mean, uh, AJ Brown made a massive difference for that. They don't win the game without AJ Brown being active. And so you got to give, you got to give all the credit in the world to AJ Brown for fighting through whatever he was dealing with. He was clearly still dealing with it at the beginning of the game uh, because that was the that was absolutely the difference in this one, along with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball to the other team. 
Yeah, 100%. I don't have much more to add than that. I'm sure most of the people watched it. I mean, Brown's a magnificent player who is kind of a Julio Jones-style player. Mm-hmm. And I think Julio's prime is way past him, and maybe he hangs it up after this year. Who knows? Um, the Titans are basically guaranteed to win their division now. So, I mean, that that's out of, out of, you know, out of the picture. Colts look like a playoff team as well. The Niners still very much look like the sixth seed, even though this loss. Um, I just wanted to get your take from, you know, Niners Nation. What's the thoughts on Jimmy? Because he did hurt the team. Everybody hates Jimmy today. We did a live episode of the Locked Off 49ers last night on YouTube, and uh, the chat was lit up with folks that were not happy at all with Jimmy Garoppolo. And but do they want Lance in? I mean, do they think that's the yes. answer? At this yeah, I mean, okay. well, half of the half of the 49ers fans have wanted Lance in the whole time from yeah, week yeah. one. But Jimmy has played well enough and he's had a really good stretch from week eight to week 15 that it quieted that. And, you know, you're winning games and the fans are OK with that. And they're like, OK, well, if he's going to win, then he better win and we'll, we'll go with that. And then he puts up a game like this where that started so well, too, on top of it. And the 49ers, without that interception early, should have been up 14 nothing. They could have been up 24 nothing at one point. If uh, I think Greg Olson said that during the broadcast. Yeah. This game could be like 21 or 24 nothing. Absolutely. So uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely where I think 49ers fans are pointing their finger. His overall stat line doesn't look that bad. 26 of 35 for 322, but he could have had a third interception easily in that game. He missed use check on a play that um, I think was not even one of his top five bad throws in that game. To be honest with you, I think use check backpedaling like a little outfielder was, was part of that not being a connection there. And I think juice lost it in the lights a little bit. So it made the throw look worse from Jimmy G, but he was so wide open. It looked so terrible because uh, you miss a guy in a situation like that. So all around really bad for Jimmy Garoppolo. The team has his back. They're not going to go to Trey Lance, but there's a a huge swath of 49ers fans that do want to see Jimmy Garoppolo. And I do think I was worried the 49ers were going to come out a little flat in this game because of the short week, because of the travel involved, but they came out red hot, but I think they sort of ran out of gas soon. So I think we saw it more in the second half with the, the jet lag and just being, um, being a little bit tired than we did in the first half because they stopped winning up front. They were crushing the, Titans offensive line as they should that kind of stopped happening. And then all of a sudden AJ Brown took over and started beating everybody in the secondary. So uh, the definitely two different 49ers teams, the one that started out hot and the one that was very cold and, and seemed pretty exhausted late in that game. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. You know, I think I agree with all that. Tennessee is a very physical team with or without Derrick Henry. I mean, just the way they're built and the way they play can wear on you. I mean, that's a variable characteristic, And I guess I see both sides of Niners Nation talking about Jimmy. I mean, of course you want to see Lance. And I understand anything that goes wrong is probably Jimmy's fault, whether it is or not. You know, it's just one of those situations where the guy can't win. I mean, I think he hurt the team more than he helped them last night, of course, and isn't the the long-term answer. They paid a lot of draft picks to find that long-term answer. But you got to stick with Jimmy for the rest of the year. Yeah, and they're going to. They're absolutely going to, unless they're out of it and then – maybe we'll see Trey Lance in week 18, but that's much less likely now because they've got to win at least one of these games the rest of the way. They've got to get some help as well from the rest of the NFC. Luckily, the 49ers do have head-to-head tiebreakers with the Vikings and the Eagles, so that helps them out if everyone, say, ends up with nine wins at the end of the year. Uh, There's a very good chance the 49ers can still get in, but they still have some work to do and a lot more work to do now than they would have 
uh, if they won this game and held on to beat the Titans Thursday night. And on the Titans side of things, for them to not win the division now at 10 and 5, they would have to lose both of the rest of their games and the Colts would have to win all three of the rest of their games. That's the only scenario that the Colts with the, uh, that would beat the Tennessee Titans for the division because the Titans have the tiebreaker. Yeah. So they're in good shape. Right. Absolutely. We've got a ton of other games to get to here for the second half of those Sunday games, starting with giants and Eagles really quick though. um, There is, a bit of news about a game we covered yesterday that we made picks for. I was on the Bills side of things. You were on the Patriots side of things, but uh, the Bills are now starting to get hit a little bit harder with COVID. Cole Beasley was already on the COVID list. He's uh, very publicly unvaccinated, but Gabriel Davis now, he has tested positive for COVID. He is on yep. the list and also unvaccinated, right? Isn't that the story that we're yep. seeing this morning? So that means both of those players yeah. are potentially out for the game next week, not even just this week. So it's Stefan Diggs and Stefan Diggs alone because Emmanuel Sanders is also hurt for the Bills. Yeah. And I would think, you know, that there would, you know, the strategy would be spread the Patriots out, attack with a lot of those quick hitting, short type of throws. You know, their protection hasn't been great. They're not a great running team, although maybe they're getting a little better. I, I think this hurts the Bills a lot. You know, you're going to see. JC Jackson on Stefan Diggs. And it doesn't mean Diggs is going to get shut out, but that's a tough matchup for him. And, um, you know, Belichick knows a thing or two. I, I think the Patriots, I'm feeling better and better about the Patriots. Yeah. Patriots in two and a half. Uh, that does start to look a little bit better for those Pats at home. But next, we've got a ton of games to get to you to finish up this week 16 preview and picks Giants, Eagles, Bucks, Panthers, Chargers, Texans, Bears, Seahawks, Steelers, Chiefs. Broncos, Raiders, Washington at Dallas, and the Dolphins at Saints on Monday Night Football. More COVID involved in many of those games as well that will affect the outcome. That preview and picks coming up. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or Let's be honest, even better than a candy bar. That is Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in 100% real and delicious chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, and low in fat, yet high in protein, so it keeps you satisfied. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. A ton of great classic flavors of Built Bar, but some even more special flavors for this holiday season, like eggnog and gingerbread, and if you like some marshmallowy treats, Around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate, taste so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. And if you're not a chocolate lover, there are a couple flavors for you as well, like caramel almond that is not covered in chocolate, it is covered in delicious caramel. So, go to Built.com, get yourself a box of Built Bars. You can get a mixed box if you're not sure what delicious flavor to get. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose, right? Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups, winner take all. And here's the crazy part Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one on one. 
With Stat Hero, you're in control of the stakes, you decide how much to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Sign up for free at stathero.com slash locked on. Use that promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Yes, 100% deposit match. Stathero.com slash locked on. That's promo code locked on for 100% deposit match. Again, stathero.com slash locked on. Don't forget it. That promo code is locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Those Philadelphia Eagles, Matt, seven and seven now. They're fighting for a wild card berth. The fact that the 49ers lost helps them a little bit, but really they need to pass teams like New Orleans and Minnesota to punch their ticket, in my opinion. And they are hosting the New York Giants, who are in a bad spot right now. The Eagles favored by 10 points in this game, Matt, which is a quarter of the total points uh, of the over-under of just 40 and a half. This is an interesting game for me here, and Thinking about last week's game, did we maybe give the Eagles too much credit for beating up on a a COVID-ravaged Washington team? How good are the Eagles? How good is Jalen Hurts? Is he ready to go uh, take that playoff spot away from some other NFC opponents? Yeah, and we recorded this. I'm not sure that Hurts is going to be 100% healthy for this one and starting. But I do like Minshew. They're very different, of course. I think the Eagles are sitting pretty to get in the playoffs. I mean, I think that Dalvin Cook situation with COVID and Ian Book starting for the Saints. I mean, if that's a three-horse race, I'm betting on Philly here. I think they're going to beat the Giants. I think they'll beat Washington again, and that's probably enough to get them in. I think the Eagles are pretty good, and they're hard to play against because they're really good on both lines of scrimmage, and that's how they've always been built, and they're paying. that's paying off for them. Tens a lot, though, for a division game. I'm still going to lay the points. I'm wondering if the Giants are ready to start making reservations for golf trips and going to the beach and stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're, they're definitely done. They're definitely out of it. Uh, Jalen Hurts battling an ankle injury. I think it looks like he's going to be able to play from I everything I've so, seen. Yeah. But again, Gardner Minshew is not a terrible place for them to be. And to be honest with you, wouldn't the Saints right now kill for Gardner Minshew? Oh, my gosh, yeah. He'd be a great <laughs> saint. And Winston aside, in my opinion, he'd been better than anything they played with all year. Right. So smart move in hindsight, not only to make a trade for someone like Gardner Minshew for very little, but to keep him from other teams that you'd be potentially going up against uh, in the NFC. So the Eagles, 10, I, the Giants are so bad. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know how you can. Double digits seems like hate, a lot. But I hate that the bad. line is so big. Familiar opponents. I'm going to go Giants just because the line is so big. But I do think the, the Eagles will win this game straight up. I don't think any of my bucks are going on this game. And they won't need a lot of points to do that. So I'm thinking, you know, this could be a 17-10 game or something like that. Mm-hmm. And just control it the whole time, right? right. 50 times, you know, right. Mm-hmm. Lean on that offensive line that you got. How about the Buccaneers at Panthers? Another division matchup here as the 10 and 4 Bucks travel to Carolina to face the 5 and 9 Panthers. Another 10 point line here with those road Bucks favored by double digits. A little bit of news popped on this one just now. They ruled out Antoine Winfield. They ruled out Mike Evans. We already knew Fournette and uh, Godwin were going to be out. Mm-hmm. And I guess Matt Rule just said a couple minutes ago, too, that that he's going to start Cam Newton, but Sam Darnold's going to play. So, I mean, huh, we'll, we'll see what that looks like, whatever. I mean, okay. okay. It just no, seems we'll... like they're scrambling. Actually, that's genius by Matt Rule. 
you play Sam Darnold, but then you put Cam Newton in on the plays that Sam Darnold was going to throw an interception. Right. <laughs> then you're, <laughs> there you go, right. <laughs> you've got a really good quarterback play. Maybe. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, that, I mean, man, the bucks are so banged up right now. They're that's so that's tough to overcome right. to be a 10, a 10 point favorite on the road against a familiar opponent. Again, I feel like that's too much, but it, you know, I don't like picking uh, the team that I, I think is probably still going to lose this game in the Panthers, but at home, home dog, 10 points. I feel like that's too good of a bet right now. I'm torn because the Panthers D is good. And generally speaking, I would take the 10 points considering all those things you said, but I think I'm going to take the bucks in this one. I think Antonio Brown coming back. I'm curious how many snaps he plays, but I bet he's highly productive. I, I just, here's my thoughts on it is Brady was publicly embarrassed this week on TV and throwing, mm. you know, things. And can you imagine what that week of practice is going to yeah. be like, you know what I mean? Scott yeah. Johnson and those guys, like they're going to be on, they're going to be pretty sharp. I didn't think of the angry Tom Brady coming off a loss angle on that one. That might be yeah. worth 10 points on its own. Oh, exactly. I'm still going to stick with the Panthers against the line. Um, but yeah, angry Tom Brady. And that's sort of what I've talked about. Some 49ers fans were looking at the playoff seedings and thinking, Oh man, maybe it, it ends up going well for the 49ers to pull the bucks in the first round of the playoffs with them being so banged up. And I, I on one side, yes, maybe versus some other teams that might be playing better and more healthy, but you don't want to draw Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's not something you should oh, be no, wanting right, right. to get either, you know? So, um, and that's kind of how I feel about this game here for the Panthers, but give me those, give me those t- points and give me those Panthers. Okay. Their defense might keep it close. It's a good group. Yeah. I mean, Brady, they scored zero points. The they Buccaneers points. did without right. all those players. So, uh, you know, and I'm sure that won't happen again, but can you keep it within 10 Panthers? Come on. You would hope. I wonder if they're broke too. It's getting to that. Yeah. Tis the season. Happy holidays to all. Yes. Is the season though for teams cashing it in. You know, I mentioned the Giants might be cashing it in or the Panthers cashing it in. Uh, and, you know, it's getting to be about that point of the year. Yeah. Happy holidays to everybody. I'm coming yeah, down absolutely. for a little something for this holiday. I need to uh, um, snuggle up with some warm beverages, maybe a hot toddy or something. So uh, I can get back and, and be in the lineup for Christmas day tomorrow. So that's going to be my day today. It's trying to get, Trying to get right. Um, Do you have anything special for the holidays or do you do it at home? I'm at the in-laws right now. I'm at my mobile studio. We always go to my parents' place, but this year we're going to my sister's and I'm glad she won't be listening because we're not as excited about that to say the (laughs) least. Christmas day is here. So good stuff. I mean, my, my kids are old enough now that they don't wake us up at 5 a.m. to run, Mm. run down under the tree and stuff. And they they do pretty well, obviously in the, in the Christmas world too. So there'll be good stuff, but this is the first year at it's sister's place and not the usual. My son's three. He's just kind of getting the, the, the Santa thing down and figuring out that Santa is going to be somebody that brings him presents. And it's like, man, I get him so much stuff throughout the year as it is. And he's, I feel like he's so spoiled already. He's got all these family members they're all buying him presents. I'm almost like, I, I don't even think I have to buy him a present because he got so much crap for Christmas. Like, how, how oh, much yeah. does one three-year-old need, you know? We have yeah. to clear out all his old presents just to bring these in the house. And really what you can do is you can take the, you know, he'll look at it, he'll be thrilled with it, put it up on a shelf, pull it back out six months from now or next Christmas and, you know, just get yeah. get credit for it twice. <laughs> hey, happy birthday, Leo. Look at this. <laughs> right, right. Look at this. <laughs> just thinking of you. Right. Uh, I love that. That is that is a great strategy. All right. Uh, 
what is the strategy for those Houston Texans at three eleven at three and eleven at home to defeat another ten point favorite in the visiting Los Angeles Chargers, Matt? I'm hating all these double digit lines because I, I feel like I'm biting on them too hard, you know, on the favorites. But boy, I mean, I'm streaming the Chargers defense in my fantasy league. I picked up Justin Jackson. I'm all in for these guys to just slaughter the Texans and then Houston's putting guys on COVID list. And they got quite a few on the COVID list, including Brandon Cooks. You know, where does the offense come from for Houston? And Davis Mills is playing better, but best of luck. I think I'm going to lay the points again, but man, I wish these were seven, eight, nine, not 10 and a half. Mm -hmm. And the, the point totals are coming down. More teams are running the ball a little bit in the cold weather. So it's harder to beat a team by 10 and you just kind of cruise to a victory. If you have a lead, if you're a team like the chargers, but yeah, you're right. Where do the points come from for the Texans right now? And their one major weapon on offense, Brandon cooks is not going to be, there for them. So uh, I'm going to lay the points on this one with those chargers and give up those 10 bears and Seahawks. And then we'll get to the rest of the games in the final segment here, the four and 10 Chicago bears uh, banged up quarterback for the bears. Uh, I believe everything is going to be okay though, with Justin Fields and he's going to play, but he's limping through practice right now. And uh, and, because he takes way too many hits. First of all, he can't be doing that. And the five and nine Seattle Seahawks, two teams that are, extremely disappointing for their fan bases right now this year. And as bad as Justin Fields has played as a rookie, Russell Wilson hasn't been playing much better recently. I mean, that was a bad Seahawks performance against the Rams uh, in prime time. Seattle at home favored by six and a half points. They haven't been favored by that much recently. What do you think though about those visiting Chicago bears six and a half for the Seahawks? Yeah, it's too much, too many points. I mean, I expect a very ugly, low-scoring game. I don't know if there'll be weather or not, but Seattle this time of year, I'm sure there'll be something going on. Um, You know, Lockett coming back, I think, is big for Seattle. I mean, they really need him. He's one of the constants, actually, in the offense. But these two rank right up there with the Steelers and Texans and Jags as hardest offenses to watch. You know, I mean, they just don't do anything easily. They don't get any easy yards. I think the game's going to be a three-point game one way or another. I don't even know who's going to win, but if you're going to give me six and a half, I'm in. I feel like I want to take the points, but points are way too hard to come by for the Bears. Um, I think, a, uh, you know, a, a healthier, more, more players from COVID back for, the Seahawks this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't see Russell Wilson playing that bad two games in a row. So I'm going to reluctantly give up the points and take those Seahawks. Bears, D played pretty well this past week, though. They did. Uh, and, you know, uh, you know, Seahawks at home, that's a t- still a tough place to play, even though maybe those fans aren't as uh, ramped up as they usually are in Seattle. I hear you there. I hear you there. All right. More from the week 16 slate. We'll finish it up. Preview and picks. Steelers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, Washington, Dallas, and Miami at New Orleans coming up. Lots of tasty holiday lines this Christmas season to go along with your tasty food and beverage. Hopefully that you're enjoying with the loved ones in your life. Give yourself a little Christmas present. Make some cash this weekend. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season, more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on. And you will get that bonus. Again, promo code locked on. And it's not just football at Bet Online, they got you covered for pro and college hoops, NHL. 
boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino game. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this 2021 season and future bets beyond 2021. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt, they're on the road at the Kansas City Chiefs here. Uh, the Chiefs favor by eight and a half points. What is the latest on Kelsey, because I know you're tapped into this game, so I'm not even going to go to uh, the computer machine to find out what the latest is here. What's the latest on Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? Because that is a massive deal for those Kansas City Chiefs and how I picked this game. Without question. I mean, uh, in noonish Eastern Friday, there's no reports. So I don't have any information on it. I'm taking the Chiefs either way, I think. I mean, obviously that line, like where I'm looking at it, that line's not even available until that news comes out. But what I've been talking about all week is the Steelers' run defense is so bad that even if, if they have Tyreek and or Kelsey, they may only get one. You know, who's to say we're going to get two? Will, will they going to be super run heavy anyway? You know, I mean, that's not what Andy Reid does. It's not how the Chiefs are built. But, boy, the Steelers are a really easy team to run on right now. But the second easiest team to run on the league was the Chargers. The Chiefs played last week, and they didn't run it against them either. So that <laughs> right. so I kind of think they do what they do. I, I've even heard crazy things around here saying, boy, I hope Tyreek and Kelsey play because then my Steelers might have a chance to get a sack or an interception as opposed to just getting gouged for seven yards of carry like been the case every other week. I'm not on that train. <laughs> Yeah, that's I don't I don't think that's the right way to go about things. Uh, and and no, they, they're not going to run it. They, they're not good at running the so football. What they do. Right. So even if the I think that's a stalemate, even if the 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 Steelers are bad at running it, at least at least the Steelers have had practice being bad running it. The Chiefs don't even have practice being bad running the ball. They'll try it that that much. So no, I, I don't see them being a completely different team. That's why if Kelsey and Tyree Kill don't play, then I'm taking the Steelers. Uh, all day against the line, against the spread in this one, because the the rest of the group for those Kansas City Chiefs is not good. Miko Hartman has That's been awful. just a flat out disappointment for his entire career. Now I know the Chiefs are on a hot streak right now. They did have to to go into overtime to win it last week on a short week against the Chargers, so they've had some rest. Um, they've got they've on a what seven game winning streak right now, so yep. things are going well for the for the Chiefs. I'm not going to predict that they get upset at home by the. Steelers, but if you're talking eight and a half point spread or even a touchdown spread with no Kelsey and no Tyree kill, that makes things extremely more difficult for Kansas City's offense. And I don't think they're just going to become a new team and, and run the ball with authority against anybody, even if they do try to run the ball a little bit more in this game. So no, um, that's where I'm at with this one. So, yeah, that line right now looks good for me to take the the Pittsburgh Steelers. My last notes on Owen Harp on this game is. I mean, I did so much research for it. It's amazing Hill and Kelsey really are half of the passing production, and they're really searching for a third guy. I mean, that's they are very dominated by those two guys. I, I do think the Steelers' D can make some plays, but I, you know, the one thing we haven't talked about is the Chiefs' D is pretty darn good right now. It wasn't against the Chargers, but they didn't have Chris Jones. I don't know if the Steelers get to – 14 points in this one. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that's the tough part of it. Right, um, right. You you mentioned the the receiving output. Michael Hardman is the number three receiver. He's got 47 catches on 66 targets. He's got 500 yards, which is half as many as Kelsey 
and Hill and Kelsey and Hill are both over a thousand yards already this year, 102 receptions for Hill, 83 for Kelsey. And the other thing is the spacing in that offense and what one does for the other and the, how they're a yin and yang there and, and how Tyreek Hill just being on the field changes the way you defend that Kansas City Chiefs team. You know, does Byron Pringle go off? Does Miko Hardman go off? Um, is is Josh Gordon going to be back? Does he go off? Like, I just, uh, It just makes them so much more easy to defend with no Hill and no, no Kelsey. I think they're a different team that should still beat the Steelers. But, I mean, if I'm getting a ton of points, yeah. you just can't. Here's the numbers, actually. Um, Hill and Kelsey have 50% exactly of the Chiefs targets. They have 50%, they have a little over 50% the receiving touchdowns. They have 54% of the receiving yards. And last week, Mahomes completed 31 passes. 22 of those were to Kelsey and Hill. Like they're, they're the whole show. Right. And Patrick Mahomes has had trouble all year trying to find out who a good yep. number two option is going to be because Michael Harbin's not really that. So how bad of a number one option is he going to be? So that's exactly. uh, that's a big problem for the Chiefs if they, those guys can't play. They're so important. Broncos at Raiders, both teams here at seven and at seven, both teams trying to hang on. And if it seems like, man, I don't know who to pick here. Neither does Vegas because that line is currently even. It is a pick em game right now with the Raiders at home hosting the Denver Broncos. Uh, loser goes home. Winner might still go home with these two teams, but who you got here, Matt? Yeah, loser's definitely out. Um, boy, I don't love putting my hard-earned money on Drew Locke, but I'm going to anyways. I think the Broncos' D is quite good and very hard to play against. I think the combination of Williams and Gordon will probably get 180 yards on the ground, something like that. I don't have a lot of respect for where the how the Raiders are right now, but what if Drew Locke throws four picks? But Drew Locke is dreadful. I like the Broncos overall better, so I can see why this line ended up even on a neutral field. Maybe I'd go Broncos if it wasn't Drew Locke. Definitely go Broncos even on the road. But as of now, just give me the Raiders at home, and I think this is an ugly game, and I think both these teams are probably done, unfortunately for them. Uh, yeah, I do too. But uh, this is a bet on Denver's D for me. The Raiders have been in a really rough place recently, and uh, yeah, if yeah. anything, you go to the over-under. Do you just take the under 41 and say, oh, I'll take that, and, and I don't care who wins? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the move, you know, and again, hey, Drew, don't throw any pick sixes to get that over. You know, maybe the under is the move there. Because the thing with Drew Locke is he should be theoretically making bigger plays because of his his arm and because of the, there's receiving talent on this Broncos roster. That's what's got to be frustrating for Broncos fans. It's like, look, can you get the ball to Judy and Sutlin and Tim Patrick's a really good player too. And um, uh, you know, you got a good tight end. You got two good running backs. They can both catch the ball out of the backfield and you can't put anything up in the passing game. So that's, what's frustrating here uh, for this Broncos team. But you would think Drew Locke would at least hit a few plays in the intermediate yeah. zone or down the field. And he just hasn't really done that either. I was going to say that, you know, that it might not be sustainable, but he might look quite good in this game against the pretty vanilla coverages. Mm -hmm. You know, I would be more apt to start Judy or Sutton. I know those guys have done nothing in fantasy with Locke back there than Bridgewater. I mean, that's something, I guess. Yeah, maybe get a big play. Right, right, right. You're kind of talking me into the Broncos side of things here because of the defense and because of right. um, how bad the, the Raiders defense has been, especially in secondary. So, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll go with you, Matt. You talk me into it. Okay. Give me okay. the road Broncos. I don't like that game, though. Let's move on. Let's move yeah. on from it. Let's go to the 6-8 and eight Washington football team who probably lost their playoff life 
last week losing to those Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they are on the road at the 10-4 and four Cowboys. Here we go, Matt. Another exactly 10-point favorite at home. This time it's the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I think Dallas wins this game easily, and I think their defense is very dominant in this game. But I'll take the points. Just a vision game. I think Washington's still playing hard. Their D-line could cause problems for Dallas. I expect this to be semi-low scoring. I keep saying I don't think Dak is, you know, is, is really right and healthy at this point right now. Um, but still, I mean, they get Allen back to play quarterback for Washington. I guess that's better than what they had, but not great. Gibson still isn't practicing. I think they keep it within 10, though. I'm going to give up the points. I think this could be a blowout. Uh, I, I saw Washington lose by 10, and I know COVID was a big part of that last week, but they they didn't put up much of a fight against the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. You look at their the Washington schedule, they went on a hot streak. Before their hot streak, um, they were losing by 10 points to just about everybody. Yeah. So I right. think on the road at the Cowboys, who are much healthier and a much better football team, top to bottom offense and defense than Washington, I will give up those points at home with the Cowboys, but probably wouldn't put my own money on it just because it's such a big line with familiar division opponents. It is. I don't love these 10 point lines. It may be a little deflating for Washington to be out of the playoff hunt and kind of know it after last week. Right. That's a good point. I mean, it might be time to be like, yeah, it's been a good year. Hang it right. Up, you know? Like, yeah, like you always talk about with uh, teams thinking about their off season vacations, They're like, you know what? A, a beach would be really nice right now in these uh, winter months. Exactly. It's been a rough year. Yeah. All right. Let's finish this up. Monday night football. It is the Miami Dolphins at seven and seven on the road against the seven and seven New Orleans Saints. Both these teams still believe they have a shot at the playoffs. I'm sure the Saints, though, it starts to get a little bit more difficult, even though the Dolphins have to leapfrog more teams to get there. The Saints with now a bad quarterback situation getting worse. No Hill, no Simeon. And you're going to the rookie, Ian Book, and, and this is how bad it is. They signed Blake Bortles Blake off Bortles. the street to be Ian Book's backup at quarterback. Can the Saints continue to just live with, um, you know, a superstar running back in Alvin Kamara and a really good defense right now and and still beat teams? It, it worked for them last week against the Buccaneers, but now they're going to a rookie quarterback in Ian Book. I don't even know what to expect from Ian Book. Right. I mean, my take on this was just give me the under. I think these are two very respectable defenses. And while Miami's certainly in a better place offensively than the Saints with Book, I still believe that the, the, the Dolphins' the O-line is the worst in the league. And that is a big physical Saints front. But the over-under is 37 and a half. I mean, like it's lowest of the week. Play. Yeah. It's yeah, the lowest it's, in the last few weeks, actually. I can't remember one that low in recent memory. And I think I'm still going under, which makes you think you should take the points, but I'm going to take Miami. I just think they have more on offense, and I think two is playing pretty well. Yeah, I, I, that's probably the way I would go, too. That's a pretty low number, but uh, I would probably still take the under on that because you almost can't make it low enough. And right. Uh, Miami has a pretty good defense themselves, as do the Saints. Absolutely. So that's why this thing will stay low scoring. But the Saints are are in a better place with uh, at least having an uh, for sure NFL quarterback. Who knows? Maybe Ian Book is like, oh, they got the next Drew Brees. Look at that. Uh, I, I just don't think that's the way things are going to go in this one for young Ian Book. So give me the Miami Dolphins and I'll give up those two and a half points on the road. Yeah, me too. Um, Jake Fromm is starting for the Giants. So you're going to put a, a big bet on New York now? Oh, I, I would, I would, I mean, as far I'd as watching the game, I'd rather right. watch from than Mike Glennon, Glennon for sure. 
And who knows? It's not going to be worse. So, yeah, why not? Right, right, right. Man, at least see what, he, see what the young guy can do. Same thing in book. <laughs> I want to see him. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, I know everything else about all the other quarterbacks. So an unknown is more fun, at least for one game uh, than anything else. Just about that the Saints can throw out. Just, just no Blake Bortles, please. I don't right, want that. To, right. I don't want that for Saints fans. I don't want to see that for me. A guy off the street that uh, has been in, not good, really, for most of his career that I don't know how the heck he was a number three overall pick in the draft. I, I thought he was a third round guy when he was coming out. I did not understand that one. Um, no. He did have one nice year with the Jags. But anyway, it's a rough spot. I mean, it's tough for the Saints. You, you feel bad for him because they're such a good team and so well coached and they just don't have the quarterback to get him there. No, not at the moment. Um, they still let's, have let's the re- best schedule of the last two weeks, though. Like, if Ian Book is – maybe that's the story. It's like, oh, rookie Ian Book. Look, they finally have something. And maybe he has a, you know, um, a Gardner Minshew-like local celebrity status after getting those Saints Good. into the playoffs, you know, after they've been searching for a quarterback all year. Peyton coaches them up like crazy and, yeah. you know, makes something happen. Schemes I mean, he's, up. he's been in the system for, what, eight months now. So, you know, yeah. a, a lot of times it's like, look, you've played more. You've been around for you haven't played the games, but you've been around and in practice for more than you would have for a full college season. So at, at, at some point late in rookie seasons for NFL players, it's like you're beyond a, a rookie. You're beyond a full season. You're beyond a rookie now. So let's go see if you right, can act right, like not a rookie. Yeah, I mean, along those lines, I mean, we talked about Trey Lance. Wouldn't break my heart to see him or Kellen Mond in, you know, week 18 if it gets to that. I mean, some yeah. of these other you know, quarterbacks we haven't yet seen, you know, one game. Yeah, absolutely. Something to look for in these uh, last few weeks. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. That is the week 16 schedule. Let Matt and I know where we got it wrong at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. I hope everyone has safe travels and a wonderful holiday season i'm gonna to try to get healthy matt i hope you enjoy your christmas and we will reconvene here monday and break down everything we saw from week 16 saturday and sunday right here peacock and williamson